Practical Home, a podcast for home and hearth magic. I'm Mandy, and I'm so glad that you could join me again this week. This last week has gone by incredibly fast. I can't believe that 2021 is so close to wrapping up. I know that last year felt like five years in one, but this year has really been such a blur. Um, it's just been it's just been amazing. Despite all the busyness, my family and I did actually make it to the pumpkin patch and the apple picking farm this past weekend. And our little one had a lot of fun. She picks a, picked a couple of apples out of the trees and seemed to, to really enjoy just spending time outdoors and seeing the farm. And they, were, they had some goats that we really didn't get to interact with, but they were hanging around and making noise. So it was just very nice. Um, I hope that we can have this family tradition going forward. Outside of that little excursion, really we've just been hanging around the house, winterizing our home and yard, and just in general getting ready for the winter. Kind of the lovely joys of home ownership. It's not really been fun, but it's necessary. I've also been doing a lot of witchy organization of my supplies, and I am slowly, very slowly, getting my altar set up for the darker part of the year. I'm behind on it. It's just something I keep putting off for some reason, but I'm, I'm getting there eventually. I'm, I'm getting there. For the most part, we are just trying to soak up as much of October and this nice weather as we can. I know it's going to turn sour as the weather in my area always does and as the holidays create all that busyness in everyone's lives, but right now we're trying to just enjoy the moment. As a second update on that binding that we did last week, in case anyone's curious, things seem to be going pretty well with that relationship. During this full moon period, I know that I'll definitely be adding um, a, a bit of an energetic refresh to that and making sure that it sticks. But all in all, it's, it's going pretty well, so I'm glad to see the outcome is uh, what we hoped it would be. Before we get into today's main topic, I wanted to share another practical witch tip that came up recently. I don't know if I'll do this every week, maybe, I don't know, let me know if you like it. I feel like I have this kind of random tidbit information always floating around in my head that I'm always glad to share. This week I wanted to talk about using lemons or lemon essential oil to clean your kitchen sink. I try to be very diligent at night to clean my kitchen sink before I go to bed really just because the kitchen sink is such a hub for bacteria and smells. In the summer, we sometimes have gnat problems, and it's just such a gross area. I try to clean it when I can. And like most people, I use dish soap and a scrubber for the first clean and wipe everything down. And then I like to go back in in a more purposeful way for a second cleaning. So when I'm cleaning, I something that I like to do, not every time, but sometimes, I visualize that all of the negativity and old energy in my kitchen and the surrounding rooms is collecting above the sink, and then it's going down the drain, and the water is washing it away far from my family and home. And then I go back in, 
with sometimes a sponge with lemon juice or lemon essential oil, or sometimes I'll cut a lemon in half and just use the lemon itself to scrub the sink out again. Um, and this just feels like it's putting a, a clean or a cleansing barrier in between my home and all of that old energy that just got washed away. It also makes the kitchen sink smell really nice, and I always like citrus smells in the kitchen, so it's it's a bonus. I've used that technique on uh, stainless steel and um, cast iron sinks, and I've never had any issue. Um, I would do some research before using it on your sink, just to double check, depending on what the material is, but um, I would assume that you'd be pretty safe on stainless steel and on cast iron sinks. So now getting into today's main topic, I wanted to talk about almanacs and planners. This is the time of year where I am really focused on getting myself organized for the next year. I'm trying to put a lot of things in motion for what is to come. I'm naturally a planner, I'm a list maker, and so this kind of just jives with my psyche, but I, I start collecting things like almanacs and planners that I'll be using in the coming months around this time of year and start setting myself up. If you're not familiar with an almanac or you've never looked through one before or used one before, um, there are two definitions that make almanacs a bit more clear. Um, the first is an annual calendar containing important dates and statistical information such as astronomical data and tide tables. It could also be considered a handbook, typically published annually, containing information of general interest or on a sport or pastime. When I'm getting ready for the next year, not only do I like to understand important dates in my calendar year, you know, holidays, birthdays, anniversaries, different celebrations that we might have. But I also like to plan out in advance what I'm looking at for gardening, planting dates, and, and projected harvesting time frames, moon phases, astronomical changes, astrological changes. And I try to incorporate all of that into my planner so I kind of have an idea of how to break up rituals or anything special that I might have planned or how I focus on Sabbaths, whatever it might be. I just like to kind of see my 12 month in, in a, a large yearly view. I also like to do things like plan out and start budgeting for vacations that we hope to take. I also tend to create some type of visual for what I hope to manifest in the next year and what my big dreams are. So the almanacs and the planners that I'm interested in every year kind of just help all of that uh, go more smoothly. So what I have in front of me is a decent, <laughs> decent sized stack of almanacs and a couple of planners that I'm going to be using this year. Some of these almanacs I'm very familiar with. I've picked up multiple times. Others are actually new to me this year, and I have a couple of planners that are new to me. My days are really busy and my magical practice can be difficult to fit into my regular schedule, but focusing on having a planner, sometimes having different planners for different activities really keeps me on track. I think especially as a cottage witch or someone who focuses on home practices, 
having my home in order and keeping everybody on a schedule kind of serves a dual purpose for me. It's, you know, obviously running a household, but it's also my spiritual practices tied to it deeply. And so I have to make sure I'm making time for every element of that. And almanacs really come in handy for tracking those important weather predictions, phases of the moon, frost dates, planting dates. Aside from keeping my year organized, they're a great tool for giving me food and crafting recipes that I can get to quickly. They also give me different ritual ideas throughout the year and keep me up to date with current events in the community. So some of these almanacs could definitely serve a dual purpose as a planner, others not so much, but they can really enhance if you're already planning something, they can kind of enhance that uh, project plan that you have, or maybe it's just your annual calendar and they can add little tidbits to it. So the first almanac on my stack is the Old Farmer's Almanac. I have been picking this up for the last four or five years, I think. I typically get it in the hardbound version because I'm a little rough on some of my books and the thin paperback version is frankly too thin for my habits and I have to have something sturdier. But I do like the binding on the hardback a lot. I don't think a lot of people would consider the Old Farmer's Almanac to be to, you know, particularly witchy, but really it is. I mean, if you're following kitchen or garden magic practices, this really falls in line with that and gives you a lot of great tips. So the way that the Old Farmer's Almanac is structured is it typically comes with um, the future year's trends, different forecasting they have in technology, in businesses, in economic changes, in environmental changes, gardening trends, things like that. They also have a section for amusing articles, astrology, astronomy. There is a section for different pieces of calendars, such as tides, time corrections, holidays and observation days. There are food sections with recipes, gardening sections with tips on smaller gardens, larger gardens, you know, making a particular um, moon garden, something like that. They usually have different articles about environmental issues, pets, sometimes family, weather as well. I really find the trends section to be very interesting and I like to go back into last year's almanac once we're in that new year and see if those trends were accurate. They're decently spot on. I have in front of me the 2021 almanac. The 2022 is sitting over to my left. Um, both of them are structured pretty much the same. Um, and I in the 2021, which I'm more familiar with, I've read through all of it at this point, there were a lot of great tips for smaller container gardening, um, for gardening by the phases of the moon that I really enjoyed. Um, they had some homesteading articles that were you know, meant for small homesteads that I thought really aligned with um, my garden and kitchen practices. When you get to the middle of the book, about 120 pages in or so, is when you actually get into the calendar portions on either side are articles. So in the calendar portions, 
they will have um, a listing of each day of the month and highlight what day of the week that is. And then they will feature different aspects of that day. Sometimes it will be weather changes, tide heights, different holiday celebrations, different feasts that align with different religions, um, or sometimes it'll be just kind of anecdotal. And like I said, once you get through the calendar in the middle section, the rest of it is full of different pieces of information and articles that can be useful to you. All in all, I find the almanac to be very handy when I'm planning out my garden and um, helping me identify different weather trends that are expected in my area, such as whether we're predicted to have a dry, hot summer or a wet summer in the future. The Old Farmer's Almanac could technically serve as a planner, although there is no space really for you to add your own information, but it depends on how you're using your planner. If you're just trying to track days and special events like festivals and holidays, that's it's all laid out there for you. If you're trying to add in your own personal information, not a great option for that. The second almanac that I have on my stack is the Witch's Almanac. This is the second year in a row I've purchased this. I do feel like I've bought them in the past, but I honestly can't remember the last time I bought one. So what I have in front of me is the 2022 to 2023 issue. This is issue 41, The Moon, Transforming the Inner Spirit. Each um, year has a theme. So this goes from spring of 22 to 2023 and starts on March 20th with the spring equinox. Similar to other almanacs, this is very article heavy and then it has a calendar section in the middle and all of the articles are somewhat related to the overall theme, which is the moon. There's a large variety of articles that they have throughout the almanac, including um, moon bathing and moon water, um, different articles about tarot and the reason why people are interested in tarot, moon magic, the moon calendar, moon gardening, different kitchen magic recipes, different crafting recipes, just a, a large variety of articles to read. I really liked the detail that was included in the moon gardening by phase. I thought that was very interesting, great for planning out your garden. And once you get about 50 pages in, you have the calendar section, which is a pretty small portion of the almanac in general. And each calendar page highlights the um, astrological sign that the month is governed by. It highlights elements that are tied to this month. It highlights the moon phases, different holidays, astrological changes, as well as, as little anecdotes for each, oh, three, four days, uh, every three, four days of the week, um, such as April 27th is gossip with a friend. Um, May 4th is Sing with the Birds, just interesting things like that. Those are always on the right-hand page. The left-hand side of the book includes different articles, little tidbits of information, pieces of lore, recipes, those kinds of things. In terms of using this as a planner, it's more functional than the Old Farmer's Almanac would be. You have a lot larger spaces on each calendar spread, so you could include information that was relevant and personal to you and use this as a planner as well. But again, it doesn't have a lot of space in relation to note-taking or anything like that. For me, I think the Witch's Almanac is better at highlighting 
um, astrological changes, it gives you more detail on moon phases and their importance. You also get a lot more lore that is related to um, pagan and witchy practices. So you get obviously a lot more catered to those lifestyles than you would out of the old farmer's almanac. Lots of recipe and sabbat information is included in these, and that I think really ties in nicely if you're trying to um, build up a to-do list for how you're going to conduct the year ahead if you're wanting to plan any big celebrations or anything like that. This is great for building on those ideas. Moving into Llewellyn's 2022 Magical Almanac, Practical Magic for Everyday Living. I have never purchased this almanac before, at least not that I can remember, and it's structured a lot differently than the other almanacs I have seen are. From what I can tell, year after year, the Magical Almanac is structured the same, um, but like I said, they, they don't really match up with the other Llewellyn almanacs. So this is designed with an earth magic section followed by an air magic section and different articles related to those elements in each section. And then in the middle of the almanac, there's the 2022 calendar. And then once that is through, there is the fire magic section and water magic section. And then lastly, the coloring magic section. So there's articles related to each element. And then in the coloring section, they have a few different projects for you to work on. I think this almanac can tie really nicely into different Sabbaths that you're planning. If you're wanting to focus more on a corresponding element for those Sabbaths, this is really great for collecting some ideas for crafts, for cooking recipes, or for celebration ideas. Flipping through this, I haven't gone into it in depth yet because I like to throughout the year. I have seen some pretty interesting craft ideas that I've been impressed by, such as creating a spiritual family tree, um, something that you have in your home, whether it be a orange tree or branches collected in a pot, something like that, that you hang keepsakes off of um, that, that are important to your family. I thought that was a really nice um, craft project. Getting into the almanac section, it starts with a yearly calendar that's about a half of a page to let you see the overall days of 2022. And then it highlights a correspondence for each day of the week, such as um, the moon referring to Monday and then different correspondences that are associated with that. Also gives you a little bit of detail on the lunar phases and what those mean and different moon signs. They also include a list of the 2022 Sabbaths and all of the full moons for the year, as well as a guide to the 2022 Sabbaths in the Southern Hemisphere. So each day in the weekly spread includes holidays that are connected to that day of the year, the moon phase, what the current moon sign is, what the moon is entering, the incense of the day, and the color of the day. For holidays and festivals, it does seem to be pretty representative uh, of global cultures. Just kind of looking at it offhand, I haven't really gone deep into the calendar yet, but um, kind of glancing through it, I can see a lot of different cultural representation. At the very end, there's a section for color correspondences, and there's a couple of coloring pages for relaxation. 
I think you could use this almanac as a dual purpose planner. There is a lot more space than in the previously mentioned almanacs for each day. Um, still not a huge section for notes or anything like that, but it really depends on what you're trying to track every day. Um, this, this could work for you if you just want something quick to throw into your pocket and then it, with your calendar, you also have different um, spell and crafting ideas. The next almanac in my stack is also a new one for me. This is Llewellyn's 2022 Witch's Companion, A Guide to Contemporary Living. I've never picked this one up before. I've often seen it and I usually just, for some reason, always kind of pass over it, but I thought this year I would actually pick it up and check it out. Again, not having this before, I'm, I'm gonna just make the assumption that it is structured in the same format year after year, since that's kind of how Llewellyn books tend to go. Um, so if that is the case, this begins with a section called Community Forum, and that's followed by Magical Self-Care, with the last two sections for articles being Witchy Living and Witchcraft Essentials, and then at the very end is the actual 2022 lunar calendar. So this one's a little bit different. Most almanacs have the calendar right in the middle, but this one has the calendar at the very end. So you have to get through all of the articles um, until you get to that calendar section. As I mentioned before, one of the reasons why I like almanacs is because it's a kind of a speedy way for me to stay up to date on trends and um, current um, discussions in the witchcraft community and what's on people's hearts and minds. And I, I just like pulling those references from the almanacs and reading the contributor articles. So to give you some ideas of what information is contained in this almanac in particular, the community forum has a handful of different articles in that section, including witchcraft and social media, should you share your personal practice, there's also an article called Dealing with Doubt, which I think will be very interesting to get into. In Magical Self-Care, you'll find Terrific Talismans, Empower Objects to Enhance Your Personal Space. There's an article for cord cutting and also Garden Guardians Protection at the Door, as well as many other articles in that section. Witchy Living, which is the day-by-day -day witchcraft section, includes the Mostly Self-Sufficient Witch, Make Your Own Tools and Supplies. I'm always interested in that kind of stuff. Creating a Magical Kitchen and Flexible and Adaptability in Magical Work. In the Witchcraft Essentials section, there is an article for Secondhand Ritual Tools and When to Stop a Spell. Also very interesting. I haven't read a lot of articles about that. So just kind of going through here the first time, I feel like um, this almanac, in terms of the articles, they're a bit more practical for everyday usage. Getting into the calendar section, there is a full page of the yearly calendar. This also includes September through December of 2021 and the entirety of 2022. So you can just see a calendar overview. And then this almanac utilizes a monthly calendar spread as opposed to a weekly calendar spread like some of the other ones do. So you get a full calendar um, spread view. It includes a small note section over on the right side and each block for the days of the month are large enough that you could put your own personal information in there. They leave a lot of white space. 
The calendar itself contains the different phases of the moon, highlights the peak times, the different astrological changes, celebrations, seasonal changes, um, holidays. It also highlights Mercury retrograde and the names of the full moons for each month. And the calendar takes you all the way through the rest of the book. Once you finish the two-page spread for December 22, that is it. There's no um, further references or anything like that articles, which is also different than the other almanacs. The next two almanacs that I have are not at all helpful for being a substitute for a, a planner, or I suppose a dual purpose as a planner. They don't have calendar sections in them, but I reach for them all the time to help me plan for Sabbaths and plan for garden, um, garden projects and different kitchen things I have going on. So they're very useful tools that way. The first is Llewellyn's Sabbaths Almanac. What I have in front of me right now is the 2021, but I have already picked up the 2022. They go from Samhain of the previous year to Maybon of the current year. So I've actually just finished the 2022 almanac and will be ready to crack into, excuse me, just finished the 2021 almanac and will be ready to crack into the 2022 starting Samhain this year. And then the way that the almanac is structured is it goes Sabbath to Sabbath with different articles. And within each Sabbath, there is a general structure that they follow. So they start it always with um, some either lore or general information for practicing that Sabbath. Then there's an astrological section. Then next there's tales and traditions, which is kind of more in depth on lore or different practices. Feasts and treats is gonna be all of your kitchen recipes. Crafty Crafts is going to be highlighting um, craft ideas for each Sabbath. There's going to be a spells section, as well as a ritual section for each Sabbath as well. At the very end, there is a note section for you to include anything personal to you, anything that you want to jot down and remember. It's a great way for you to put what you did in that Samhain, or excuse me, in that Sabbath period, and you can go back and reference it next year if you keep your almanacs. The Sabbath Almanac is very handy for me. I will always buy a copy every year and it's, it's just a permanent rotation of my collection. The other Almanac that I have that is not dual purpose as a planner is the Herbal Almanac. I have the 2021 in front of me and this is a great companion almanac for anyone interested in gardening, in garden magic, in any area of green magic. Just a really great tool all around. There are a lot of really great articles each year in the almanac, um, different ways for you to classify plants, um, different recipes for how you can use everything you grow in your garden and not have waste. I also really like the plant profiles where they highlight different plants every year. This year in this past year included ginger, rhubarb, chamomile, and comfrey. And when it comes to planning and staying organized, the one thing that this almanac has is it, a grid layout for you to actually draw out what you're expecting your garden to look like this year. And then there are different monthly pages where you can note days that you planted, maybe days that you um, transplanted something, and how that plant is doing. You can also add garden to-dos in there, even houseplant to-dos if that's something that you want to include. 
and each monthly spread has a little tidbit, um, just a piece of information for you, such as May of 2021 had Gardening by the Moon with a little paragraph there. June had Staking Tall Flowers with a little paragraph of information. They also show you that monthly calendar with the different moon phases to help you sort out when you will be doing all of your planting or harvesting if you're going to be doing that by the moon phase. So all in all, the Herbal Almanac is really great if you're trying to get your gardening life together. The last almanac that I wanted to share is the Practical Witches Almanac. I have the 2021 version here. I don't think the 2022 version is available yet, but when it becomes available, I will definitely be picking it up. The almanac opens with an overview of the year in a very large format, so you could make notes or highlight days if you wanted to. It also gives you um, different notations for the new moon, full moon, cross-quarter Sabbaths, traditional Sabbaths, and then a little guide for astrological changes. Like some of the almanacs, this comes with a guide of how to use the almanac because there are um, there's a study guide section for each month, and they have a selection of herbs, tarot cards, deities, exercises, sometimes gemstones, that are given to you to encourage you to study and grow in your practice. As you move further into the almanac, it includes a um, spread for all of the different new moons of the year, their peak times and their astrological sign, and all of the different full moons of the year. And then pretty early on, you're 12 pages into the almanac and it starts the calendar format. Then this jumps into the weekly spreads um, throughout the rest of the, of the calendar. And it's always the week is on the right-hand side and the left is used for sometimes a tutorial, sometimes a recipe, sometimes an image, um, a bit of lore, always something different on the left-hand side. But when you're looking at this book, it is designed more like a planner. I think they even refer to it as a planner a couple of times. So it's like a planner that has almanac features rather than most almanacs, which are almanacs that have a slight planner feature. In terms of being a all-in-one, I really felt that this almanac not only helped me stay organized for my day-to-day -day stuff, for my magical practices, but then also contained a lot of craft and um, cooking recipes, a lot of Sabbath information, and was kind of a one-stop shop for me to pull information. One thing I feel like it was missing is it didn't seem to have a lot of current event um, contributor articles like the other almanacs do, um, but that is really the only thing that I noticed was missing out of here. So yeah, I really feel like the Practical Witches Almanac, I hope they keep making it every year. I feel like it's very great as a dual purpose almanac and planner. And I think the 2022 edition that's coming out is the 25th anniversary, but I can't remember if that's true or not. Moving into a planner as opposed to an almanac, I picked up this year the 2022 Llewellyn's Witches Date Book. Something that I've wanted to pick up for a while and I just for some reason never snag it. And I decided to go ahead and, and grab one this year. I have flipped through this a bit 
and it seems to have a very similar structure to it as some of the other Llewellyn almanacs do, containing uh, a key for all of the different symbols they use for astrological and astronomical changes. They also highlight a little symbol for planting days and another symbol for harvesting days. The planner starts off with just a couple of different articles and then um, looks like 28 pages in, you jump to a monthly spread for January. So this planner has a monthly spread format as well as a weekly spread format, which I always like. There's also a small note section on the left or the right hand side of the page for you to put down little important dates. This uses the same um, calendar block format as the Witch's Companion, it's just larger. The calendar itself on the monthly spread is relatively bare. It really just highlights the different phases of the moon and um, the name of the new moons as well as the holidays. And it has one reference here for Mercury retrograde, but it doesn't have the same astronomical changes or anything like that that some of the other calendars have highlighted. Moving into the weekly spread, um, starting with, this would be December 27th, which is their, their first week of the 2022 calendar. It um, seems to always have the same format of five days of the week, Monday through Friday on the left-hand side, with the two weekends on the right. Above the weekends, because they've put those on the bottom of the page, above the weekends, there's always going to be either um, an art piece, an, a recipe, a crafting idea, a piece of lore, a piece of history, something like that. That's where they start sticking those almanac components in there. So all in all, I feel like the Witch's Date Book really accomplishes kind of the same thing as the Practical Witch's Almanac. Um, it's just one is, it appears to be geared more towards a planner where the other one states that it's geared towards an almanac, but they really have the same kind of structure. And I think you're probably getting the same information out of both, the same, at least a uh, volume of information. Similarly, if you're in the market for a uh, planner that is geared towards witchiness or anything like that, one you may want to consider is the Witches Planner. I started using the Witches Planner in January of 2021, but I'm actually not buying the Witches Planner and Binder for 2022, and I'll explain that in a second. So the Witches Planner um, focuses on a weekly spread, but the spreads are designed in a way that most other planners are not. So typically you'll have two days per page, and rather than being structured like a calendar section, it'll be um, a journaling piece, a reminder box, a to-do box, and then they want you to highlight in the middle and at the bottom a reason why you are feeling happy, checking in with yourself. When you get to the end of the week, there's a larger note section for you to jot down any thoughts or ideas for the week. And then when you get to the start of next week, it begins actually with a goals page, a big block for stating all of your goals. There's a section for um, writing down positive thoughts for yourself or mantras. There's a budget section, a notes section, which could be bigger in my opinion. And then there's also a spot on the bottom for you to highlight your main focus of the week. Something I really liked about buying the pre-made um, planner kit, because they also have digital inserts and a digital download you can purchase, but I bought the binder and pre-printed pages. 
What I liked about it was it also came with a bunch of inserts that you could try out. Um, they have a Wheel of the Year section where you can jot down your own notes as the wheel's turning. They also had a couple of different spreads for um, tarot spreads where you could highlight or draw the cards that you pulled. They have different configurations, but I think the only ones I received with the pre-printed includes a three card spread, but I know they have a few others that include maybe like a Celtic cross and a few other spreads. They also give you an herb and crystal, um, kind of like build your own reference guide. Has little boxes for you to draw or add in something to highlight that herb or symbolize that herb and then jot down a few notes about it. And the same thing on the crystal, it's, it's set up exactly the same. There's also a spells page that you can have in here for highlighting the name of the spell, the tools that you've used, and the process you went through. And I should note that there is a ritual page already added into the yearly calendar for each Sabbath to have you highlight uh, a picture of what your altar looked like, different tools that you used, and maybe the different ceremony that you went through on your ritual. As I started using the Witch's Planner, I really felt like it didn't work for me as an actual calendar planner. So instead, a couple of months into the year, I started using it as just a daily journal. Um, it was one of the easier ways for me to journal. Sometimes it's so difficult for me to just grab a blank book and jot down my thoughts. And I'm not really a bullet journal person. I have nothing against them. I've just never been able to like make it work for me. Um, so this worked out well. There was just a small section for me to write for each day and I could just kind of highlight a few things that were important to me or things that happened. Um, I also recorded a couple of um, spell outcomes or ritual outcomes in here just to kind of use as reference. So I thought it was just a really nice way for me to track my uh, spiritual practice throughout the year. This is also a bit of a landing page for me before things get into my grimoire. I used to just have loose pieces of paper all over the place that I would stick in a drawer in my desk of different notes or things I wanted to add into my grimoire, but instead I'm putting them in here. And once I feel comfortable with what I've documented, I will add it into my book. I also do believe you could, because there are enough different types of inserts that you can download, you can use this as a grimoire because it's it's you know really just tracking your progress your spiritual spiritual practice and i think i have seen a youtube video where somebody is using it as a grimoire because you can set it up in so many different ways if i find that video i'll add that to the show notes the last item that i have to discuss in detail as i have it in front of me here is the planner that i'm hoping will work out for me um, through the year to use as my regular spiritual planner and daily planner. And that is the um, 2022 The Busy Witches Planner, um, which is brought to you by the people who make Which Way Magazine. I saw this advertised on their Instagram and was very interested in it. They had a page up on their website that was highlighting what the different sections of the planner looked like. I can't seem to find that now. If I do, I'll link it in the show notes, but everything just has started taking me to the Amazon um, link where you can go and buy it. I can't find that um, kind of grand opening page that I had before. 
I did buy mine with optional stickers. Um, they came with different, you know, like reminder, weekend, do, urgent stickers, as well as different tarot card stickers, which I thought was really great for um, tracking your card pulls. This planner starts off by giving you a section to design a sigil and setting your intention for it with some information about how to design sigils. I thought that was kind of an interesting feature to open with. Then it moves into a section for record recording a card pull um, where you can note the deck that you used, the cards that you pulled, and your interpretations. Then the planner is, from there on out, structured a little different than other planners are. So there is a monthly spread. There's a small section for notes and a small section for goals. The white space in each calendar block is pretty large, so you'd be able to put a lot of personal notes in there. Then the planner moves to a goals and dreams page and a ritual page. So for the goals and dreams, it's a six month project list where you highlight the goal that you want to achieve and what you want your due date of that to be. And then your action plan for setting those goals in motion. On the other side, you have your ritual planner where they've um, given you a space to highlight the goal or intention of your ritual, the items that you need. And then lastly, the steps that you took to complete the ritual. There's also an herb guide for each month um, which just talks about different gardening terms and um, different uh, like hardiness zones, um, composting tips, that kind of thing. Then it moves into the weekly spread, which also very different. Um, the weekly spread highlights in a two-page view all of the different days, and rather than using box formatting or using a vertical format to um, section off the different days. They're instead using um, kind of like a note style um, where they have the day followed just by lines where you can add in your um, different activities for the day. And the calendar goes through all of the weekly spreads at one time, page after page, and then ends with a gratitude list and a monthly to-do list. I probably would have put that at the beginning of the weekly items, but it works here too. Then there's an interesting section called Try Something New, which highlights different stones for you to check out, spells for you to look at, self-care, tea to uh, explore, herbs, and then you're back to recording a card poll. So it's encouraging you to do a card poll for the start of each month. Side note, going through this, I did just realize that the December monthly structure is different than all the other months. They have all of the different components um, before the weekly planner and the weekly spreads are at the very end of the book and it finishes out that way. Um, I just wanted to highlight that the inconsistency does bother me a little bit. <laughs> it just suddenly changes on that very last month. None of the other months appear to be a different structure, um, but you're still getting the same information. So this planner is really designed to kind of be a one-stop shop, a place for you to journal, to highlight some areas in your magical practices, such as card pulls, different recipes or rituals you're getting set up for, 
taking notes on the spells that you're working on. There's some gardening information, study information, as well as your calendar component. So it's really trying to keep you kind of all in one for your busy life, which I really appreciate about it. It is lacking some of those almanac articles that some of the other um, almanacs and planners have that you may be more interested in, but I clearly always have a big stack of almanacs around, so I really don't have to um, have everything in one book. I can just go and reference something else for my collection. I hope I was able to do justice of describing some of these almanacs if you've never looked through them before. Um, I'll be taking a couple of pictures of some of these and posting it to the Instagram account and um, giving you kind of a, a peek into what some of these might contain. And I'll of course link all of them that I've mentioned in the show notes. I just had to have a big glass of water after going through all of those almanacs. I look at my stack here and I think, oh my goodness, I have way too many. But I do read them throughout the year. Um, I tend to go a couple of articles each month if it's an article-driven uh, almanac that isn't specific to the days or months of the year. If it's something like the Sabbath's almanac, I'll open it up every uh, in preparation for every Sabbath and see what I want to kind of plan out in the future. So I do go through them a lot. I also keep my almanacs year after year so I can make notes in them and go back and refer to them later. I do often keep my planners as well if there's something really important in there. Um, I can go back and refer to it if it's something in relation to uh, a defining moment in my life or a celebration that we had had for the first time, something like that. I'm also really excited to get my 2022 planners set up and ready for next year. We're getting so close for when we can start using them. I love using a fresh planner. It's just so satisfying. If there is a planner that I forgot or an almanac that I forgot, let me know. I would love to look into it and see what I'm missing. Likewise, if you're setting up your planners for 2022 around this time and you want to share with me those setups, spreads, whatever you're using. I would love to see that. I love planner ideas and taking a sneak into um, kind of someone's daily tracking is always so interesting to me. Thank you again for joining me on this very long journey into almanac and planner territory. Until next time, bye-bye. <laughs>